You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Breen. Welcome to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. This is Isaiah Vreeman, your host today with all sorts of stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, I've got a whole rundown of what we're going to cover in this podcast, and it took me a while to get it all set. There is a lot of things going on in Alaska sports, and I can tell you, I'm sure I'm not going to touch everything. I, I'm, I'm positive I'm not. There is just so much happening, so we're going to get right into it. Before we get really, really into it, please like and subscribe. Tell a friend. You can check out alaskasportstalk.com. You can listen to the show. There's links there to do it. You can listen on various platforms. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and there's more than just that. If you are on a Spotify or an Apple or a Google or one of those podcast platforms, please make sure to subscribe like that way you get automatic downloads of the alaska sports talk podcast as soon as they are available and you are not going to want to miss this one hang on tight it's going to be a it's going to be a rocking rocking podcast we got so much to cover keaton and brad are out on assignment keaton is still exploring the sports landscape in mexico i'm not going to lie i am very jealous and brad is at mountain city practicing for the alaska sports oh no excuse me that's the podcast name the alaska prep shootout that's happening we will get to that later on in the podcast so lots to get to first though i want to thank our sponsors without them this podcast is not possible and all the things that we can do yep thank you gentlemen we do have a we have a studio audience tonight it's amazing a studio audience Thank you to the sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and The Alaska Club. Boy, I could really go for some Alaska sausage right now. I might do that tomorrow after work before I pick up my daughter from school. Now, I do have a quick announcement, and next week... We will be unveiling the Alaska Sports Talk basketball top five teams for each classification, as well as the Alaska Sports Talk hockey top five teams for Division One and Division Two. So really excited about that. We'll be unveiling. It's just top five. We're not going to try and rank all of them. We're not going to try and even rank top ten. We're just ranking top five. So you're going to want to be in that top five. All right. We are going to jump right into it. Last week, we kind of previewed some tournaments. We talked about some tournaments. Ken Vemeyer from Fairbanks, from the ESPN uh, sports station up there, joined us and talked a little bit about Fairbanks and what's been going on up there. We had the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic that was going on at Monroe Catholic High School. And it was nice that they were able to have it at Monroe this year since their gym roof collapsed last year and they weren't able to have anything going on in there. So finally able to have that Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic, their tournament, at their gym. And for the boys, it was super competitive. 
I don't know how many times this has happened, but I, I can't think of the last time I remember this happening. But the Colony Girls won the girls' uh, side of things. They went 3-0. and Colony Girls are very impressive. And then the Lathrop Boys. The Lathrop Boys won on tiebreakers with the other ones, the other teams that had a 2-1 and record. It was really, really shocking to... I know Lathrop has done some better things over the last few years with Coach, and they've done a nice job building that program. But West Valley has been so dominant up in Fairbanks. They have been so good. And Lathrop boys, West Valley wasn't in the tournament, but Lathrop boys ended up winning the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic on the boys' side. Congratulations to Lathrop. Congratulations to the Colony Girls. Also, we had the Gnome Subway Showdown. Gnome Subway Showdown. The girls, the Gnome Nanooks, the girls took first place, and the Valdez Buccaneers for the girls took second place. Benny Lee for Gnome was the MVP. We also had for the all-tournament for the girls, we had Mackenzie Swanson from Kotzebue, Rylene Bradley from Uniclete, Wookie Nichols from Gnome, Destiny Day from Valdez, as well as Riley Wade for Valdez. So congratulations to the Gnome girls for taking first and the Valdez girls for taking second and the Benny Lee from Gnome is the most valuable player. On the boys' side, we had the Gnome Belts Nanooks boys take first place and we also had the Valdez Buccaneers take second place. Kind of sensing a theme right there, Gnome and Valdez. So Gnome boys won, Valdez plays second. And Finn Gregg for Gnome was the most valuable player in the tournament as well as we had Pax and Comac from Uniclete, Zach Rotman from Kotzebue, Richard Cross from Gnome Belts, and we also had Jared Garrett, or Jared Gage, excuse me, from Valdez, and then Tino Tucker from Valdez. So congratulations to all of you on the boys' all-tournament team and Finn Gregg for the MVP. That is the tournaments from last weekend. And I can tell you what, we're going to get into it here in just a couple minutes, but there is a lot of tournaments coming up this week. This week of January um, 8, uh, January 11 through 13. But before we get into that, I just kind of want to give an update on where we're at for the 4A boys and girls and the 3A boys and girls on just some of the conference standings. I know it's early. We're not even talking RPI right now. It's just early, but I kind of want to go over some things because I find some interesting stuff, and you can kind of see a peek in how things might be looking. So in the Cook Inlet Conference for the boys at 4A, we don't have a lot of conference play that's happened yet. I know I'm taping this podcast on Tuesday night after a bunch of games that were happening Uh Basically, we had kind of some big games this 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 night, Tuesday night. Diamond was playing. Diamond boys and girls were playing at service, and Colony was playing at Mountain City Christian Academy tonight. Those were some kind of the key games that I saw were some games of note tonight. And I know that uh, Eagle River played West at West and some other things. I don't have um, scores on all of that. I do know that the Diamond Girls beat the Service Girls in overtime and that the Service Boys beat the Diamond Boys tonight. That just went final uh, probably about a half hour ago before taping this. 
Well, you can always look at ASAA365.com for updates on those things as well. But uh, just wanted to give you kind of a heads up on that. But let's look at the conference standings right now. Again, these are just kind of overall records because they really haven't done anything in the conference yet. But kind of looking at things right now, I would say the teams that uh, are kind of rising to the top from tournament play and some regular season play and some endowment games is you've got West Boys at 5-1. and one. You've got the Service Boys 5-3. and three. Diamond is now two and one, and then you have Betty Davis East at two and zero. Oh. You know, I know that the games, some teams have played more games, some other teams have played less games, but watching those four teams, those seem like kind of the right now, those will might be the top of the CIC when kind of looking at it. Now, when we move to the Mid Alaska, you know, Lathrop just came off that impressive uh, win at the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic. But really, it looks like West Valley is is undefeated right now at four and zero overall, and Monroe is five and four. I, I think between those teams, can Lathrop make some noise? Absolutely. But right now, it kind of looks like West Valley is the top team in the Middle Alaska for the boys. Moving over to the Northern Lights Conference for the boys, I really see that this is pretty wide open when I really look at it. Colony you know, for the last few years has been, you know, the top of this conference. And then Mountain City, formerly formerly ACS, has been right there as well. And kind of looking at records right now, you know, Kodiak's 5-4 and four coming off their tournament, but they haven't played a ton of 4A teams yet. Soldatna's 3-2. and two. Mountain City's 4-3. and three. They've played a lot of games. They had a few. They had four games out at the service tip-off. They're 4-3. and three. I, I really think when I look at this conference – you know, Colony is going to be a tough out. Mountain City is going to be a tough out. Wasilla is usually a tough out. Kodiak can be a tough out. I, I really think that this is really anybody's conference at this point. I, I really do. I know Colony Mountain Colony played at Mountain City tonight for the boys. Don't have a final for anything um, on that game right now. But I really think that that's that it's really anybody's conference. You could see somebody getting hot in the conference tournament, playing well into the conference tournament, and then taking the conference tournament, and it wouldn't shock me. It just, it just wouldn't shock me. You know, we've had some, they've had some recent games. Juno beat Colony, Kodiak beat Soldatna by two, Lathrop ended up beating Colony in that uh, in the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic. Um, Soldatna beat Kodiak. I mean, it kind of is. It's really anybody's conference. There's some pretty good games that are upcoming especially in some of the tournaments that are coming up. So that's what it looks in the Northern Lights. And then in the Southeast, these teams have played a lot already, which is sometimes a little shocking because it's the Southeast, but they've had some tournaments. Thunder Mountain is 4-3, and three, Juno's 5-5, five and five, Ketchikan's 3-4. and four. When I've seen these teams play, obviously it's been uh, through online and viewing, but I think... This could really be anybody's conference at this point, too. I, I think Thunder Mountain is very talented. They got a taste of tournament play, and I think they're going to use that. Juno is always tough. Coaches got them really um, dialed in, especially when it comes a little bit more tournament time. And again, by the time these three, Thunder Mountain, Juno, and Ketchikan, see each other in the Southeast tournament for the conference with the right to go to state, 
you're really not going to be surprising them with any plays or anything like that because they've seen each other so much. And I, you know, Juno and Ketchikan are actually going to be in the Alaska Prep Shootout this weekend. I'm pretty sure they're crossing their fingers that they don't play each other in that tournament. They're not set up to play that, but, you know, win, lose, however the bracket falls, it may happen. So I, right now, if I had to lean somewhere, I would say probably Thunder Mountain. But again, could any one of these teams take it at this point? Absolutely. If you told me in two months Ketchikan was the one that was coming to state, wouldn't surprise me either. So I, right now I would probably lean Thunder Mountain from what I've seen, but you just never know. So that is the 4A boys. Let's go to the 4A girls real quick. CIC for the girls, again, not really a lot of conference play. The service, uh, service wet, or the service diamond game tonight, diamond wins in overtime. Service is a young team, but they are a talented team, no doubt. They are a talented team. I, I think it's going to kind of stand to reason, kind of watching some of these games and seeing some of these teams. Diamond West from last year, they were the reps for the CIC in the um, state tournament. I, I could see them easily being part of state again this year. Um, do I think other teams could crash the party? Yes, and I think service might be one of them. After watching them play tonight against Diamond, they may be young, but they may be young that they just don't know any better because they are so young. You know, you see that in some of the NFL teams and college teams and other other places, you're so young, you just don't know. So could that happen? It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't surprise me. But really, I see those three as kind of the the upper crust. Could Chugiak be in there? I mean, they're 3-2. and two. They're 1-0 in conference. They beat Betty Davis East tonight. It, again, it wouldn't surprise me. Right now, you kind of see West, Diamond, Service, and Chugiak as kind of those top four in the CIC for the girls. Go to the Middle Alaska girls. They haven't had a ton of games yet. I know that they have have some on the schedule, but there's no scores for that tonight yet. North Pole is 2-1. West Valley's 1-2. Lathrop's 1-3. Saw West Valley uh, girls at the Mountain City Invitational Basketball Tournament, excuse me, you know, two weeks ago now, and they could get it together. Coaches, coaches got some solid girls now. I think there are some girls on that team, you know, talking with her and here and seeing some of them play. There's some girls that haven't really played basketball before very much, and you can tell, but they're playing a tough schedule. They're playing with each other. They're practicing. I would expect them to grow leaps and bounds, especially Lathrop and North Pole girls as well. I would expect – I think the team that's going to take this conference for Mid-Alaska girls, I think it kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, is – the team that can get the most out of some of their younger players that might not have played basketball much before, I think those are the girls that really are going to, to take it. And that's the, those girls are going to be the ones that push a team over the top and make it to the state championship uh, tournament. So, again, that's where it looks like in the, four, in the 4A Mid-Alaska. 4A Northern Lights, <laughs> I, we've said it a few times in our podcast, but – Man, the 4A Northern Lights girls is a rocking conference right now. Colony played at Mountain City tonight, Tuesday, as of taping this podcast. I do not have a final score reported. 
I don't know who won that game. It would not surprise me if you said Mountain City won it or that Colony won it. It just wouldn't shock me on either one. I think Colony is really strong. Mountain City is really strong. And, of course, Wasilla is really strong. Those three, by far, are at the top of the conference. Right now, pending tonight's results with Mountain City, Colony was sitting at 6-0. and Mountain City is sitting at 3-0. and Wasilla sitting at 3-3, three and three, but they also went to an outside tournament. I know during the Doc Larson, um, Hayes was not playing because she had um, some sickness. So it says 3-3, three and three, but they're right there with Colony. They're right there with Mountain City. They Wasilla may be the best team in the state when everybody's healthy. You just don't know. I think those three are clearly the top in that conference, and – some would argue, and I think I'm one of those individuals, I, I, those three might be the top three 4A girls in the state, regardless. I mean, could West or Diamond sneak in there? Possibly, but those three are really, really strong. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, conference plays out throughout the year. Uh, let me look at a schedule here, because I made a whole list of games of note. And... Let's see. Yes. Tuesday, everyone mark your calendars. If you are listening to this podcast right now, make sure you mark your calendars. Wasilla plays at Colony at 6 p.m. for the girls on Tuesday, February 6th. Tuesday, February 6th, Wasilla girls at the Colony girls. That is going to be a great, great game. And then also mark your calendars March 1st. March 1st, right before heading into the conference tournaments, basically, Colony Girls are at Wasilla at 6. So those are must-watch games. That'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. All right, now moving over to the 4A Southeast Girls. Looking at this, I think the Thunder Mountain Girls, watching them play, I think that they are favored in this conference. I think Juno is really strong too. Juno is five and three. Thunder Mountain six and zero oh right now overall. Ketchikan is three and four. Again, kind of kind of with uh, the boys as well. Right now, I would say I'd edge Thunder Mountain, but would it surprise me completely if Juno girls take it in the end? No, it would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Thunder Mountain, I would say I would lean more Thunder Mountain at this point. But again, I I think between Thunder Mountain and Juno, that's that's kind of where I would be looking. I think the Ketchikan girls can do some things. I think they're strong. I think what Ketchikan's key is, and talking with Coach uh, a few podcasts ago, is he has some young players. He has one really seasoned player, but he has some young players. And again, kind of like the Northern Light or the Mid Alaska for the 4A girls, can those girls go along well enough by the conference tournament that they're kind of quote unquote seasoned vets, so to speak? So right now I would edge Thunder Mountain and Juno second, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if that was flipped at the end of the year. And again, I do think that Ketchikan, looking at some of these scores, you know, Juno beat Ketchikan. 45 to 40. I don't know if that it looks like it was a conference game on the 6th. So, you know, again, Ketchikan can be sneaky. They could be sneaky. Could they sneak in there? Absolutely. Coach does a great job with them, Coach Smith. So, 
again, I think that one's up in the air as well. So that's the 4A. We'll move to the 3A real quick. We'll do that quickly for everybody. I'm pulling that stuff up right now. We'll start with the boys. Right now, looking at the Aurora, it's it's kind of – there's not a lot of games with the Aurora, but right now – Valdez is four and one. I think watching the Valdez team over stream and talking with people, I think for the boys, this is Valdez's conference to lose. You know, could somebody else sneak in there? Of course, it's high school basketball. Injuries play a large part of things, all that stuff. But right now, I think this is Valdez's conference to lose. The Eastern Conference for 3A boys. I tell you what. <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. Mount Edgecombe right now is three and zero. Sitka is five and one. They're both in the same city. Talking with um, coach from Sitka, talking with Archie over email, the and seeing some of these results and watching some play as much as I could over streaming. Mount Edgecombe, Sitka, wow! I think those are the two teams to beat in that conference. You know, they they return people. The new coach in Sitka has really got them moving in the right direction. They play really well. They play fundamental, but they get out and run. And Mount Edgecombe, I, they're just so strong. Archie does such a good job with that team. He's just so, so good. And, boy, at one point, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite Archie stories on the planet. Brad and I can tell it. It's It's one of my favorite stories of him all time. He was a great basketball player, Hall of Fame kind of guy, but yeah, that one story, it's its not a bad story. Trust me, Archie, it's not a bad story. You've heard us say, you've heard Brad and me tell you how much we love that story, and you laughed pretty hard when we told it, but at one point, we'll have the fireside chat, and we will do a story time, and that is just such a great story. So Edgecombe, Sitka, those are going to be great games. If you live in Sitka... On those nights where Edgecombe plays at Sitka and Sitka at Edgecombe, be there. It's going to be really entertaining and highly fun. Moving over to the peninsula. Right now, you've got uh, Grace has played, obviously, I would say, the toughest schedule out of out of the this group. Right now, they're sitting at four and three. Uh, Kenai's one and six. Homer's one and four. Seward's four and oh. Nikiski's zero oh and one. Nikiski's got some games coming up in the Russ Hitchcock tournament that we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, I, I think right now, even though Grace lost a lot of players, I think – I just think that Grace is going to have a little bit of an edge in this conference. Could Would they – are they going to win the conference outright? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't played any conference games yet, but watching them play, they definitely have the ability – even though they're young, besides Kellen, who's the senior. Besides that, even though they're young, they're pretty fundamental, and I do believe that they are going to win that. I would say it's an edge towards Grace at this point. But you just never know. You just never know. It's high school basketball. Moving on to the 3A Western, I would say right now, watching these teams, this is Nome and this is between Nome and Barrel. Bethel, if they get hot shooting threes, they they, are, they could upset Nome. They could upset Barrel. They could really upset anybody in the 3A level. Really, they could. Watching them play, I 
I really do believe that. They played in the catch-a-can tournament. I, I do believe that they could do that. But right now, looking at it and watching them play, Barrow, Barrow's got some dudes. Barrow has some dudes. They really do. And Gnome, Gnome is good. They, Patrick Callahan, the coach, he's got them doing the right things. They're, they're a state runner-up last year in 2023. They were the state champion in 2022. They're, they're a well-coached team. They're going to do the right things, and that's going to make them really tough to beat. So I, I kind of see that that's Gnome and Barrel right there. A little, those games are going to be interesting to watch. So that's the 3A boys moving to the 3A girls real quick. When I look at the Aurora Conference for the girls, uh, this is – the Aurora Conference is between Monroe and Valdez. It just is. I mean, could another team sneak up there? I know I've said that a few times. Of course. Again, I say it's high school basketball. That's going to be possible. But right now, I see this is Valdez and this is Monroe. Monroe girls, Valdez girls, that's that's where this conference goes through. And I, I really think right now, boy, it's hard to – it's almost flipping a coin right now. I've seen the Monroe girls play – uh, I saw a little bit of the Valdez girls. I've seen more of the Monroe girls play. So I really, it would be hard for me to pick in between which one right now. But right now, those are the top two in the conference. No question. In the 3A Eastern Conference for the girls, again, I look at this. Um, Edgecombe girls are tough. They're tough. I, I really think the Edgecombe girls are kind of right now, I would give the edge to them in this conference and Sitka right behind them. Right now, Edgecombe is three and zero. Sitka is four and two. You know, Houston's in that part of this conference. Yes, it's the Eastern Conference, and it's you know Sitka, Edgecombe, and Houston. Well, that's a whole other story we can get into in another podcast. But those Houston and Reddington are part of that Eastern Conference. They needed more conference games, so Houston and Reddington wanted to join that conference. Anyway, Houston and Reddington had kind of Houston was winning the conference last year with Edgecombe. Those were the top two. I think Houston's a little bit younger. They lost some seniors. Reddington lost some kids. So right now I think that this is Edgecombe and Sitka's uh, group to to take. Excuse me, I was thinking of the boys with Houston and Reddington. Houston did come last year to the tournament in 2023, but right now I, lo I look at it as Sitka and Edgecombe for the girls. Peninsula girls. Peninsula girls. Right now this is Grace Christian's conference for the girls those girls have played together a long time one is the boys coach's daughter and they're they're just really really tough they're tough will they beat a bunch of 4a teams they'll beat some 4a teams could they beat wasilla or mountain city christian academy or colony i don't know i don't know those other teams are really really tough they might be a level above but that being said, if their best players play their best games, they could hang with those three teams. They really could. Grace is a tough, tough girls team. So right now, this is Grace's um, conference to lose. Uh, Seward, 4-1, and one, I think they might be the second in there. But again, Grace is, Grace is a really good team. They've got a good, good group of girls that have played a lot of basketball together. In the Western Conference for the girls, you know, talking with Regina Lieb a few podcasts ago and kind of the preview shows, uh, the Bethel coach, 
you know, she mentioned that her team is young. They're right now they're zero and three. I think this is a year where they're going to be building towards the future, with just fundamental practices, learning how to play basketball, and I could see them making some noise in the coming years for sure. Right now, I believe watching the Barrow Girls play, this is their conference. This they are tough. The Barrow Girls are tough. They, they're. Barrow and Grace, I feel like, are kind of on this collision course, and Monroe and Valdez could crash the party too. I mean, and and Mount Edgecombe and Mount Edgecombe could too. I mean, I I think the yeah the Barrow girls are really tough right now. They're sitting at six and two, and uh, yeah, they're 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 tough. Again, this is these are the conference updates right now it's really early in the season not a lot of people have played conference tournaments or conference games excuse me but they are doing really really well okay we're going to speed up some things here we got some high school hockey update as well we're going to go through this quick um the let's see oh division one here we go i've got the stuff Division one right now in the rail belt conference. It really, to me, it looks like Wasilla Colony. Wasilla's 11-3-1, Colony's 11-4-1. Those are the teams. That's, that's the, those are the teams right now as, it's, as it sits. In the CIC, I know this might be a surprise to some that are listening, but Coach Rodney does a great job with the Chugiak Mustangs. They won the state championship last year. They were an incredible group of kids and played unbelievable hockey. If you have not been to the Division I hockey tournament, shame on you. It is fabulous. It is one of the best things going in this town. It really is something. Right now, Chugiak um, is 6-1-1 one one in the Cook Inlet Conference. West Anchorage is 4-1. Diamond is 4-3 and service is four and three. So I don't think that's all the games, but however, that being said, there were a lot of games that had to be moved and canceled and rearranged all because of some of those snow days when hockey was just getting started. So it wouldn't surprise me. There's some upcoming games. South is at Bartlett. Palmer's at Chugiak on Wednesday. Diamond is at service on Thursday. That, oh man, that's a game you're going to want to go to if you're into hockey. And then south at Eagle River, those are those are those are quality games. Eagle River lost a lot of a lot of players. They're not what they were a few years ago. But right now, looking at it, I see West Chugiak Diamond, and then maybe a toss up between Service and South, depending on who gets hot, kind of in the conference tournament at this point. Okay, that's Division One. In Division Two, real quick, we've got in the Northern Lights for Division Two. <laughs> It, it really looks like Palmer is kind of taking control of the of the conference. They're sitting at 5-0. and They're 12-3-1 overall. Kenai is in second place, 3-1 in the conference. They're 7-7-1 seven, seven overall. And then Juno, Juno's 5-3, 8-5-1 overall. Those three teams seem like they're, they're in a prime position for the conference tournament. And then Soldatna's 6-5 overall, 3-3 three three in conference. They could easily make some noise too. I think Kodiak and Homer, they've got they've got some work to do and some catch up. But again, hockey, it's fun to say, but if you ever watch any of the Stanley Cup playoffs, 
the goalie gets hot, and that changes the entire dynamic of a team. When the goalie gets hot and stands on his head, I love being able to say that. When a goalie stands on their head and stops everything, it's impressive. One of the most incredible things I ever saw at state hockey since I started started at ASAA was one year the West goalie was standing on his head. I think he allowed one goal in the championship game, and he had something. I was some crazy. I think it was 75 or 80 saves and gave up one goal over the – course of the tournament he was incredible he stood on his head west was a good team but that goalie took him to another level so i say all these things but a goalie stands on their head and that changes especially at a division two level that changes a lot of things so that is your high school hockey update oh man okay we're getting back into high school basketball quickly josh reed from the anchorage daily news wrote a great article on girls high school basketball and the possibilities of players of the game, or player, players of the game, excuse me, players of the year, now that Sylvia Sellers is uh, no longer playing basketball up here in Alaska, and she's down at the University of Washington. I, I would I encourage you to check it out. Josh is a great, great writer, and we're going to have him on the show sometime in the next few podcasts. Um, he's, he's just going to be a great guy to talk to. He's got his ear to the ground. He knows what's going on. Also, I would check out the Alaska Sports Report, too, if you haven't. It's a great place to read articles about athletes that are in college or beyond, and they have great things, and they talk about great things that are doing, that are happening. Um, for for example, Alyssa Peely for basketball, Emily Robinson for some sled dog racing stuff that just happened, Luke Yeager with Nordic skiing and winning a national title in Utah, Gus Schumacher, Schumacher excuse me, with a top 10 World Cup finish in Italy. I mean, Van Williams, Doyle Woody, Beth Bragg, they're great reporters. They write with the, um, and excuse me, Matt Neville as well. They write with the Alaska Sports Report. Make sure to read their stuff if you aren't doing so already. But I'm, I'm guessing that you probably are because I know that the audience for this podcast is very smart and very well-informed audience, and I'm sure that they are checking out the Alaska Sports Report as well. I do know some people in the Nordic skiing world, and we're going to have them sometime, have them on sometime into this podcast because they need to help us fully immerse ourselves in the skiing world and give us updates and explain some of the races and the things that we should really focus on, maybe focus on this race. There's so many different races and national titles and World Cups and all these different races. I get confused. I'm not fully immersed in the world. So we do know some people. Keaton, Brad, and myself, we know some people. I know some people from helping run the state ski tournament. So we're, we're going to find some people and get some answers on some of these things. All right, take a breath. We've got some summaries quickly on the high school basketball tournaments happening this week, starting on Thursday the 11th. There are a lot of them. You thought the week of Christmas, the, the week right after Christmas, was busy, and I thought it was busy too with four tournaments. This weekend, January 11th through 13, there's six that I know of, that I know of. So check out the Alaska Sports Talk Facebook and Instagram page for brackets and schedules and updates, as well as some instant reaction stuff that we're going to be doing in some of these tournaments. We'll be able to do instant reaction to all of them. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to have some 
people try and call in and do some stuff at various places from Fairbanks and from various tournaments in the Anchorage area. Let's start with the first one, the Birchwood Bash. This is a, a double elimination bracket. You don't see that really very often. It's a really more of a 1A tournament. You have Fort Yukon, Birchwood Christian, Tenalian, Nanwellick boys and girls teams. Then you have the Houston girls and the Holy Rosary boys. And, excuse me, the Northway boys and girls as well. So this is a double elimination bracket. If you're into 1A basketball and want to see some previews of some teams that will more than likely end up being in the 1A state championship in March, check out the Birchwood Bash. It's at Birchwood Christian School in the Eagle River, Chugiak area. Great tournament. Next tournament, Russ Hitchcock Nikiski tip-off in Nikiski. Right now, this is a boys and girls tournament. It's a schedule. It's not a bracket. Right now, we have Homer, Bethel, Matt LaCatla, and Nikiski boys and girls teams are there. So they're all going to play each other. I think watching some of these teams, it'll be very interesting to see how Bethel boys and girls, but particularly the Bethel boys, play after playing in a really tough tournament like the Clark Cochran, Clark Cochran Classic in Christmas Classic in Ketchikan. Wow, that is a really, I can't say that too fast. Otherwise, I screw it up. But Bethel, it'll be very interesting to see how Bethel plays, as well as Metlakatla. They were both there. Metlakatla and Bethel actually played in the 7-8 place game, I believe it was, in the Ketchikan tournament. So it'll be really interesting to see how much growth those teams have had. Next tournament, Palmer Elks Showdown. We have Palmer. This is a boys and girls scheduled tournament as well. For the girls, we have Palmer, Grace Christian, West Valley, and Eagle River. For the boys, we have Palmer, Grace Christian, South Anchorage, and Bartlett for the boys. That is going to be a very interesting field right there. Those are going to be some really interesting games. Great measuring stick for Grace Christian coming up before they head into some conference play and a real good test for South and Bartlett and Palmer as well. That Those are going to be some interesting games. Next tournament, the East T-Bird Classic. This is a boys-only uh, tournament, and it features Colony, Soldatna, Eagle River, and, of course, the host, Betty Davis East. Man, that is... That, that is a really good tournament. It's a shame there's so many tournaments happening this weekend because some of these deserve our full attention and just camping out there all afternoon. Um, particularly, I'm interested in Colony and Betty Davis East when they play. I, I think that's going to be an interesting game in how that works. I would favor Betty Davis East at this point, having watched Betty Davis East and Colony play. But Coach Berg does a good job with those boys, and you just never know. You just never know. So that, that'll be an entertaining matchup. Again, schedules and brackets for these tournaments that we're talking about right now, check out Alaska Sports Talk Instagram and Facebook page. Like, follow, all those things, and we'll have updates and brackets and all those things posted for you. Next tournament, we have two more tournaments. Joe T. Classic in Lathrop. This is a boys and girls tournament. Very, very interesting field. Very intriguing. For the girls, we have Diamond, Monroe Catholic, Ketchikan, and Lathrop. Those are great games that are scheduled. 
On the boys' side, we have Barrow, Monroe Catholic, Kodiak, and Lathrop. All those games in the T-Bird Classic as well as the Joe T Classic and, frankly, in the Palmer Elks Showdown as well, all of those are RPI games. All of those games are going to count in the RPI. They, those are all going to matter, and that, those are big games. That, that Joe T Classic is a young tournament. I think it's in its 12th year now, but it, it really has impressive fields. They do a really good job getting teams into that, into that tournament. And then the last one. This is one of the longer-running tournaments in Alaska, along with the service tip-off, Alaska Airlines Classic, the Mountain City Invitational, formerly the ACS Tournament, the 30th annual Alaska Prep Shootout hosted by Diamond. This is a boys-only tournament. It's a bracketed tournament. All the other ones except for the Birchwood Bash are scheduled tournaments. This one's a bracketed tournament. Here's the field. Here's who we have. Day one. Diamond plays Houston in front of the school. Then you have Nome versus Juno. Then West Valley versus Tikiak. And then to round out the evening, Mountain City versus Ketchikan. Those happen on Thursday. This is a very, very interesting field. Very interesting. When I kind of look ahead, I know you shouldn't look ahead, but when I kind of look ahead, you know, a potential Diamond-Juno matchup or even a Diamond-No matchup in the semifinals is very intriguing. And a West Valley playing Mountain City possibly again in the in where they were played in the Mountain City, Invita or Mountain City Tournament just a few weeks ago in the championship, or West Valley versus a Ketchikan, I think, you know, as well as Tikiak plays for a boys team, they're – they're rebuilding. They're not the same team that they were last year. They're a 2A team. They're strong. They're going to make some noise in the 2A level. But that West Valley team, that 4A West Valley team, is a strong team. So I, I'd kind of lean towards that West Valley. But a West Valley and a potential rematch with Mountain City or against Ketchikan, those are all very intriguing matchups. So that is the Alaska Prep Shootout. Wow. This is a lot. So going to go over those tournaments again. This They all start on Thursday the 11th, and they all finish on Saturday the 13th. Birchwood Bash at Birchwood Christian in Eagle River, Chugiak area. Russ Hitchcock and Nikiski tip-off in Nikiski. Palmer Elks Showdown at Palmer High School. East T-Bird Classic at East, or at Betty Davis East, excuse me. Joe T Classic at Lathrop. And then you've got the Alaska Prep Shootout at Diamond. Uh, lots of tournaments, lots of great, great things. Yep, you're right. That deserves a cheer. Absolutely, 100%. We got through it. Great teams, great everything, and we got through it. Oh, Again, we'll have some instant reaction podcasts this week with all the tournaments. Quick updates on UAA. UAA women's basketball. They played Simon Fraser at the Alaska Airlines Center on Saturday while the men were at UAF. This is an opportunity. Elena Mack from King Cove, that, that King Cove team, that 1A King Cove team a few years back was phenomenal. Elena Mack put on a great performance, 16 points, 5 of 9 shooting with four three-pointers and six rebounds in only 23 minutes. And UAA won on Saturday, 89-68 over Simon Fraser. UAA women 
have won six straight games, and they're just one game out of second place in the GNAC going into this weekend's game on the 13th on Saturday at UAF. Very, very intriguing. So that's UAA women's basketball. UAA, UAA men. This pattern Saturday night, they UAA played at UAF, and the Seawolves were winners 64-58 in overtime. That was the 112th all-time matchup with UAA and UAF. Jerome Williams, with 58 seconds to play, had a clutch shot that pushed UAA's lead to 62-56, making it basically a full two-possession game with by threes only. So those that was a big shot. Dylan Baradius pumped in 19 points. Jerron Williams, he did he drilled a 30-footer three-pointer to beat the shot clock in the final minute to highlight the win. For UAF, Jason Burrell Jr. had 14 points and 10 rebounds. I, one thing moving on, I, I think looking at these numbers, I'm sure Rusty and Ryan are going to be working on this with the free throws and field goal percentage. UAA Seawolves shot 34% from the floor and missed 16 of 26 free throws. That's not so good. That's not so good. I'm sure Rusty and Ryan are going to be hammering that point home before their games next that are coming up. UAA is their – they pick up the – that's their first win against UAF in the GNAC. So now both UAA and UAF sit at 1-2 and two in the GNAC. UAA men return home on Thursday the 11th, and they play Central Washington. Central Washington is 2-2 two and two in GNAC. Again, and this is early in GNAC, but I just want to kind of give you a, a snapshot of where everybody's at. Central Washington is heading north. They've won four out of five. They're picked third to finish in the GNAC in the preseason coaches' polls. Um, and right now, I, I think that preseason coaches' poll is good, but I do think that UAA is sneaky. We talked about that in a, in a podcast earlier with Keaton that I think people are kind of sleeping on UAA. But you got to make more than six. You got to go better than sixteen to twenty-six for free throws. You, you just you got to do better than that. And I know Rusty's going to be hammering that. Samid Hector for Central Washington. UA is going to have to watch him. He's averaging uh, just over thirteen points per game. And then Saturday the thirteenth, Northwest Nazarene is coming to town. Northwest Nazarene. They kind of travel, if you know anything about the GNAC, they travel kind of in pairs, and one plays UAF while the other plays UAA, and then they kind of flip. Saturday the 13th, Northwest Nazarene is coming to town on the 13th. They went 1-1 one and one against Montana State Billings and SPU last weekend, like Central Washington, and they trailed just one game with Montana State Billings for the league lead in the GNAC, heading into the contest against UAF on Thursday. Um, they're, they're led by vet, the veteran of the team, Gabe Murphy. He's scoring, again, just 13 points per game. It's early, I know, but it's a good, it's a good spot to kind of review where UAA men and women's teams are to gain more ground in the GNAC. Quick UAA hockey update. <laughs> UAA hockey starts back up again in 2024 with the Governor's Cup. The game will be the fifth game of the Alaska Airlines Governor's Cup for this series for this school year. 
Saturday's game on the 13th for UAA will be the first game since December 9th. That's a span of 35 days. 35 days. I mean, they're going to be able to rest up anybody that was pl- that was uh, banged up a little bit because you get banged up in hockey, but wow, that is, uh, that's a long time, over a month. UAA... Penalties have really hurt them this year. They're averaging 14, over just over 14 and a half penalty minutes a game. They rank fourth in the nation in penalty minutes. Power play goals allowed and power play opportunities against. That's that's not, you don't want to be fourth in the nation on that. UAA is 76% on penalty kill this season. And sensing a theme here, that's the fourth lowest in the nation at this point. And they start up against UAF again on December, or excuse me, on January 13th, and they have right now a 6-13 and one record. UAF hockey has a little advantage going into the Governor's Cup since they've played six games during that 35 days that UAA hasn't been playing. UAF has played six da- six games during that time. UAF is coming off two straight losses to the University of North Dakota 4-6 and 2-6 on January 5 and 6, respectively. After playing UAA this Saturday, though, UAF does have kind of a, a almost two full weeks until their next game against Long Island University in New York, January 25 and 26. Wow. That is a lot of stuff to get through. I hope you've enjoyed it. Closing today, again, just want to thank Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, The Alaska Club. Couldn't do this without their support. Love being able to bring this to you. Really passionate about it. A big, big weekend coming up with high school basketball and high school hockey and everything that's happening. And again, next week, the next week podcast, one that we do every week, We are going to be unveiling the Alaska Sports Talk Basketball Top 5 as well as the Alaska Sports Talk Hockey Top 5. So you're going to want to make sure that you like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tournament brackets and schedules will be updated and posted there. And we're also going to try and do some content from the weekend tournaments with video and and pictures, instant reactions with me and some people around the state at some of the other tournaments if we can make that work because it gets late at night. We're going to try and do that. We'll see what happens. But again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of information. You might have to listen to this podcast a couple times and rewind some sections because we were throwing a lot of stuff at you. But this is the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast for Keith Homer Brad Bowers. I'm Isaiah Freeman. Thank you for listening, and good night.